everybody and welcome to Football in a Nutshell. This is going to be an all-new footballing podcast, uh, which I will hopefully be doing throughout the season pretty consistently. Um, today's topic is going to be my Premier League predictions. It's only two weeks away now, and uh, to be honest, there's not much else to talk about in football right now. Transfer window has gone a bit stale as of late, so uh, yeah, for me, this is the ideal time to put in this podcast. So, um one more, th- more thing before I get into it, uh, I would just like to say that the audio is not 100%, it's not a professionally made podcast, so if you think the audio sounds a bit off, it is, <laughs> truth be told. So uh, after I do, I think I'll get into the who I believe will finish 20th this year. And now for me, this can only be uh, one team, and that is Aston Villa. This may come as a surprise to a few of you, because they've spent big in the transfer market, but uh, for me, they're... The obvious choice. Uh, last year, the, in the championship, they finished in fifth position. I know they won the playoffs, but uh, over the course of the season, they were the fifth best team in the league. So if you take that fifth best team in the championship and then you remove its uh, its main goal scorer, Tammy Abraham, who obviously scored 26 goals and got three assists last campaign, and then you add a load of lower-end Premier League players, well, for a lot of championship players, if I'm being honest, I don't consider Tyrone Mings a lower end Premier League. He's a championship player uh, for 25 million. I think that's uh, ridiculous. And then you bring in all these players who haven't played, who who don't know the system, and need to gel together. And uh, I just think that it. I don't think it's gonna work uh, for me. Aston Villa this year, they have invested big, so fair play to the owners, but. Uh, I feel over-investment, a bit of Fulham fever. Maybe the Fulham thing is uh, clouding my judgment a bit. But, uh, yeah, I do think they are the honest thing. But uh, a few positive things to say about Aston Villa. I like their midfield a lot. John McGinn, Jack Grealish and Conor Horahan. I think they're all decent players. And I think uh, if they are to go down, they could get Premier League moves later on. Uh, and on top of that... Well, there's not much else to say. Uh, not much else I'm good, I have to say, to be honest, uh, since Sammy Abraham's gone. El Ghazi is another one they brought in. Not a big fan of him. So it's just, for me, it's they're the obvious choice, in my opinion. Well, Although many of you may agree, cause there is relative talent there, especially in the midfield. But, uh, yeah, that's just my honest opinion. So then moving on to 19th position, and this is the one that I'm sure a lot of people will be uh, pipping for that 20th spot in a similar way to Cardiff were pipped by most people last year to finish 20th, and that is Sheffield United. Now for me, Sheffield United, their squad is okay. Chris Wilder, in my opinion, is, uh, in my opinion, Chris Wilder is a very good manager. He's been working miracles, to be honest, in the lower uh, leagues for a while. And if they are to stay up, it is going to be because of him. He's a fantastic manager. I really like their defence. Enda Stevens, John Egan, McAllister. I think there's a lot of talent in there. Uh, Jackie Elka, obviously, being brought in for some experience. I don't think he's going to be an out-and-out starter, but certainly good to have around the dressing room. Uh, Yeah, um, I like these... I like Chris Wilder's style, the overlapping centre-backs, uh, that whole philosophy which uh, has people like McAllister putting 
two crosses in and two dribbles a game, which is absolutely unheard of for centre-backs. I think that's going to be very interesting in the Premier League. I think it could lead to them getting some wallopings uh, by te- by other teams. But I also think it could lead them, like, the, sure, like, how I don't know how you, a lot of teams will counter that. And therefore, uh, I think it could get them a lot of points via that way. So, um, yeah, it'll, they'll be interesting to see. A few of their signings, Ravel Morrison, I do not think that is a good signing whatsoever. Uh, just bad attitude. Not exactly, he has never set, in all the t- players, places he's been, Lazio, QPR, Manchester United, obviously, where he started. He's never set the world alight, and I think maybe it's just a little bit of rose-tinted glasses, which, after hearing, like, Rio Ferdinand, Pogba, all these people talk about him, I don't think he's a good player whatsoever. So, um, on top of that, Callum Robinson, I think that is a very good signing, around six to seven million pounds from Preston North End, winger from Ireland, um... Yeah, from what I've seen in him in Ireland, he looks like a very good player. Arguably uh, Ireland's best player in a few of the matches, although Mick McCarty hasn't seemed to trust him to start. Uh, but I do really like him. 12 goals, 2 assists in the Championship last year, bearing in mind that he was injured from a lot of the campaign, or I believe around half of it. So I think he's a very good player, and I reckon he could get 10 goal contributions. Would that be good enough for a winger at Sheffield United? I'd say so. And then the other one is Les Mazout from uh, Bournemouth. It's their club record signing of around £9 million. And it's Bournemouth's fourth choice striker. So, yeah, that's not really something I think a lot of Sheffield United fans are hopeful about. I think he scored four or five goals in his 70-odd appearances for Bournemouth in the league. Bearing in mind most of them would be off the bench. But... Uh, Either way, no for me. I don't think that's going to be good. But the real th- another key thing in getting them uh, over the line is uh, Dean Henderson. Is it Dean Henderson? Yeah, from Manchester United. Uh, Wilder said a few days ago that he's confident that uh, he can get that deal over the line. I think that's a big. That would be a big one for uh, Sheffield United. He was so influential in goals uh, for them last year. So. Overall, I'm looking forward to seeing Sheffield United in the league, probably more so than Aston Villa or Norwich, because mainly, mostly because of Chris Wilder and the Irish players they have there, John Egan, uh, Enda Stevens, and David McGoldrick, and now Callum Robinson. There's a good Irish score there. And uh, yeah, so for me, 19th seems like a fair position for them. But then moving on to 18th, and. Uh, I don't know if this uh, position will be deemed fair by a lot of Geordies, and that is Newcastle. So, Newcastle Football Club is in for a massive decline. The two seasons under Rafa Benitez in the Premier League, well, two full seasons, obviously, got them relegated when the damage was done by Steve McLaren. So, uh, the two seasons, 10th and uh, 13th, were his two finishes. Very strong for just looking around that squad. But uh, my problem is, last year, according to statistics, uh, they had the 18th best attack in the league. And then you take the side with the 18th best attack in the league, and you remove their two top goal scorers, Solomon Rondon with 11 goals and 7 assists, and uh, Iosi Perez with 12 goals and 2 assists. And then you get rid of 34 goal contributions, and you get rid of your world-class defensive manager, and I believe it just crumbles. They have... 
They brought in Joe Linton for around forty million club record fee. Seven oh to five assists <coughs> in the Bundesliga last year, but uh, I think it's important to note that he was under Ralph Hasenoodle. Not Ralph Hasenoodle, um Oh, what's the new Leipzig managers? Oh, I can't his name's the new Leipzig manager used to manage Hoffenheim. Uh yeah. He 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 was under him who usually superstar uh yeah, he usually supercharges uh, his attacker's numbers, which is seen by Demir by putting up about three key passes per game. And uh, I think most people will agree that Demir Bright is not a world-class player. So um, he had to take that with a pinch of salt. And he's also very young, only 22, coming to a new league. And uh, coming to a new league under... And I don't think Steve Bruce is going to get the best out of him. So I don't think he'll do too bad as the main man, but... Certainly, I can't see him setting the world right and having the influence of an Iosi Perez or Solomon Rondon. Centre-backs is a strong area for them. Lejeune, Clark, Lascelles and Schaar, all four adequate options. I think they'd be better off playing a three at the back. If you get three of them in, then maybe Clark is the one to cover. But, uh, yeah, Steve Bruce will go to a flat-back four, and that means one of your strongest players will be either pushed out to left-back or uh, taken out of the team entirely. The midfield, uh, it's strong enough. Sean Longstaff, uh, Hayden and Shelby, but nothing too good. And my biggest problem, to be honest, is Steve Bruce himself. Last year with Sheffield Wednesday, did very well in the latter half of the season. But uh, overall, of all the managers, I believe, who've had... Over 200, I think his win percentage in the Premier League is about 30%. And uh, that should tell you all you need to know about how I reckon he's going to do. He's a champ- He's a good quality championship manager at this stage, but uh, he's such a step down to Rafa Benitez. And uh, honestly, I think the step down will be so drastic that they end up in that last relegation spot. So then... The team I'm picking to survive by the skin of their teeth in 17th position, and they survived by the skin of their teeth last season, uh, and that is Brighton. Graham Potter, I believe, is the new manager, and uh, yeah, he seems all right, to be honest. Um, from what I've heard, I haven't seen a lot of his uh, football, but he's supposed to be quite good. Uh, obviously, last year, uh, one of the reasons Chris Hutton was uh, so uh, got lost his job was because his inability to get in Jahan Bash, Bernardo and Basuma, the three big signings they had to get them into the starting lineup, and because uh, he insisted on playing his own players like Solly March and uh, Glenn Murray, so which is fair enough if he tr- if he trusts them, the transfer shouldn't have been brought in if he if they weren't his players. So I do feel bad for Uton. I think last year he kept them up again. And he also uh, got them to an FA Cup semi-final, which is a bit forgotten. So I think it's a harsh enough decision on him. Graham Potter, he could uh, he could improve them, but uh, my biggest two problems are the striker and centre-back scenarios. The partnership of Duncan Duffy, first day I'll go on to, is uh, what kept them in the league last year for me. Well, it now seems as though Lewis Dunk, if the Harry Maguire move to Manchester United does go over the line, it will be Lewis Dunk... Uh, Leicester will try to replace him with and breaking up that uh, duo will be catastrophic for me not enough to send them down but enough that um, it'll have drastic 
implications on the squad and uh, I think that will really hinder them. And the other one is Glenn Murray is still the main man. To be fair to him, he has done well the last few years, but uh, yeah, for me, Glenn Murray is no longer a, a, a Premier League starting striker. Um, they've tried to replace him with Andone and Lucadia. Neither have worked. Uh, maybe Graham Potter can get the best out of them, but uh, no, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't seem likely. And for all their wide talent, Pascal Grosses, Kierdo, Jahan Bash, etc. The um, striker position is still an option. So those two things hinder them, whereas I could see them kick on to like a, I don't know, a 12th, 13th place position. But those two things I think will hinder them. And therefore 17th, another relegation dogfight this year. So that would mean they'd be stagnating slightly, I think, as a club. Uh, 15th, 17th and 17th. Uh, not exactly drastic improvement in the Premier League and I think that would be a worry for them so uh, yeah uh, Brighton could be treading on thin ice but uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they'll finish in 17th this year and so then moving on to 16th and it is the final promoted side and that is Norwich for me Norwich comfortably the best team in the championship last year Max Ahrens Timo Pukki there's a lot of talent there Um. Yeah, and I just think across the board, across their squad, um, I think they have the most, they have the most strength and depth for me uh, of all the promoted sides. Um, I don't have a, a lot to say about them. Timu Puki, obviously, twenty nine goals last campaign in the championship. Unrealistic to expect the same of the Finnish Messi again. As he, uh, the Finnish Messi, as they say, um, it's unrealistic to say that. But I think even. 10 goals this year which uh, is what I reckon he'll finish around and that would be very good for them Max Ahrens, it looks like they're going to keep a hold of him Spurs interested but uh, he's just signed a new deal so I think that they'll wave off that interest and he is their best player so to say and uh, just overall I think Arch have a very good side and uh, I think they have a good enough structure at the club so Overall, I think 16th is probably a fair position for them, which would represent... And, and you would like to see them back in the Premier League again because they have been like ping-ponging up and down for quite a while yet. So, for quite a while now, so... 16th, I think, would be a very good finish for them. And then moving on to the 15th position, and that is Burnley. Now, I would quite like to see Burnley go down because I, they don't, I don't think they add anything to the Premier League whatsoever. But for me, in the bottom half of the table, the most important thing to get right is the defence. And uh, for me, the defensive structure at Burnley is one of the strongest in the bottom half, if not the strongest. The partnership of James Tarkovsky and uh, Ben Mee is a very good partnership. And then you have Ben Gibson, obviously, providing the uh, cover in behind, in behind them in the pecking order on the bench who obviously was injured a lot last season, but still, Kevin Long's obviously still there. I really like him. Uh, I've seen him play a lot with Ireland. Never really got his chance at Burnley, so a bit disappointing. I was, I've was i always been a bit disappointed about that, but uh, I do quite like him as another option. And then the trio uh, of options and goals, Joe Hart, Tom Heaton, or Nick Pope. All good options for uh bottom half to side, and I just think that will... 
that that's enough to keep them in the lead. But and then on top of that, attacking wise, Dwight McNeil obviously is going to have his first full season, three goals, five assists in the last seventeen games or so for Burnley last year. So I I'd say he can kick on this year, hopefully for Burnley fans and uh, I try try run their attacks. Robbie Brady's still there, quite a creative player. And uh, yeah, front is a bit of an issue, if I'm being honest. Chris Wood, Ashley Barnes, not adequate options for a Premier League side. But I reckon Sean Dice, he always manages to find the goals from somewhere, even if he has 0.2 expected goals uh, some games, and uh, he still manages to come out to you know, two uh, goal winners. So. They always do manage to find enough goals to keep them in the league. And I think the stability is another big thing. A lot of, uh, if you look at the bottom half of the table, there's a lot of uh, new faces in in charge. I think uh, since he's been there for a while, I think that stability will help them also. So overall, another yeah, season for Burnley after that miraculous campaign where they finished seventh. So uh, yeah, then moving on to 14th position. Now, for me, this is going to be Crystal Palace. Uh, last year, they finished 11th, and uh, and that was a very good campaign for them. But um, my biggest, but there's a lot of concerns around Crystal Palace this campaign. Haven't brought in anyone really of adequate standard. Lost Richie Bashuayu, who was uh, a decent enough player for them last campaign. Lost Juan Basaka, who was definitely the best player last campaign. Probably the best right back in the league. He's gone to Manchester United. I believe Kelly, who will probably be his replacement in there, not of a high enough standard for me. Uh, on top of that, you have Wilfred Zaha. He's moved to Arsenal. It's not uh, guaranteed yet, but it's not uh, guaranteed by any stretch, should I say. But uh, even if he does stay, if he goes there, then they lose a man who scored 10 goals and four assists last campaign, as well as winning six penalties which Milojevic all converted. So that's around 20 goal contributions gone from a side like Crystal Palace, which is uh, would be catastrophic if we're being honest. And uh, yeah, that could be very bad. But also if he does stay and he's annoyed at the club for not letting him go to uh, Arsenal, then I think there's a chance, I think there's a massive chance that he uh, doesn't have the same influence if he is sulking for the year, like we saw with Eden Hazard a while ago. So, it's an interesting one for them. I think there's lack of signings has been a big problem. Uh, not really strengthened anywhere and have weakened a good bit. So, I think definitely they'll be taking down a few pegs. But I reckon Roy Hudson will manage to make it quite comfortable in the end. And a 14th place finish seems about right for them. But anyways, uh, moving on to number thir- the 13th place, and it's Southampton. I think this would represent big improvement for them. Obviously, they've been stuck in a relegation dogfight for a few years now. But I think Hassan Hundle in his first full season will do them a lot of good. Their attack uh, looks strong, to be honest. Um, obviously, was it Evans they brought in? Uh, they're from Birmingham. Uh, on top of that, Danny Ings' transfer was made permanent. Uh, Shane Long still on the books who had a decent enough end to the season last year and obviously Michael Obafemi the uh, Irish player is uh, coming through now 
Uh, he was injured for much of the end campaign, scored his first goal in December and then got injured pretty quickly after that. So he'll be hopefully breaking into the first team uh, this year, can play on the wing or as a number nine. So a lot of options in attack, and I think uh, that's something Southampton have been missing for a few years. Uh, Hassan Huddle, a very positive manager, a very positive appointment last year, and obviously Nathan Redmond, who... Since Hassan Little came in, his numbers skyrocketed last year. So, uh, yeah, on our full season, I reckon he can get, I don't know, 10 goals, 5 assists, uh, around that kind of number. So, yeah, I think their attack will carry them through to a decent enough finish. So, that's the honest. That's my honest opinion. Across, aside from that, Lamina, they've managed to retain, even though United were kind of were interested in for a while there, so that's a very that's a big positive as well. And overall, I just think Southampton, they have a good squad, and they have they have a good squad, and with a manager like Aston, it'll get in the full season. I think they will be able to kick on and a thirteen place finish. Maybe they could be back there to like the kind of Everton range in one two in a year's time or, or so. So, uh, then moving on to the twelfth place team. And for me, this is going to be um, probably Watford. Last year, they finished 11th, had a very positive campaign. For I remember at the start of the season, they had they were stalking them being like a Leicester after they won four games in a row at the start of the campaign. But uh, obviously, that never really materialised. Got to an FA Cup final as well. Happy Gracia awarded with a new contract. And I think they'll, they'll definitely fall down a few pegs from last year. Uh, but I think Pereira, Delafeo, Will Hughes, Troy Deeney, there's enough in that attack to uh, see them kind of maintain that record. Craig Cathcart obviously has another year on him, so that's not ideal. Leanne Matt, uh, who do they have in between the sticks? Is it who is it? Who is their goalkeeper? Ah, oh, can't think of it actually at the minute. But uh, Watford, anyways, they'll be they won't be safe. They'll definitely be safe from relegation. They run a twelve place finish. I think it would be very good for them. Obviously, Javi Gracia, first Watford manager in the Premier League to be rewarded with a new contract. And uh, I think uh, if he stays, they'll get stability in mid-table for me. So that would be, I think that would be very good for them. Obviously, the last few years, it has been very chalk change uh, the whole time, never more than a year for a manager. So uh, I, I thought he was very good last year. He overperformed with that squad. Maybe there's an uh, um, argument to be made that second season more managers will be able to key on to his tactics and like stop him, but and stop them. But uh, yeah, for me, I reckon a comfortable, comfy enough twelfth. But uh, yeah, obviously, no the no signing, well, no significant signings that I know of is a bit of a problem. But uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt as I said, with uh, Brighton, and put them in 12th. So then moving on to the top of the bottom, so to say, 11th place team, and that's going to be Bournemouth for me. Actually, 14th position, not exactly where, not exactly uh, where the se- what the start of the season would have uh, promised, but uh, yeah, 11th place finish would represent the second highest finish under Eddie Howe in the Premier League. Obviously finished ninth one season, but I think a strong attack, as I said a few times, uh, Eddie Howe's not a very good defensive coach, but uh, 
nonetheless. And then King, Wilson, David Brooks, Ryan Fraser. That's a brilliant four in attack. Ryan Fraser, obviously very creative. Same with David Brooks. And uh, Joshua King has outscored Marks Rashford in the last four seasons. So if that doesn't show... Uh, if that doesn't show that he's a good striker, I don't know what does. Dominic Solanke, obviously this year, will be... Uh, will be he'll have he'll have his first year, and he, I think he's good enough backup. I don't particularly rate him too highly. Definitely when he joined Liverpool, I wasn't uh, same boat that I thought he could break into the first team. So yeah, other than that, at the back Nathan Ake obviously they retained him. Uh, Travers, the young Irish goalkeeper, hopefully he can be the first choice this year as he was at the end of last year, and finally brings some stability between the nets for uh, Bournemouth because I think Boric and Begovic been very shaky obviously it's a young goalkeeper so you can expect a few mistakes but I think he's very talented so yeah I I rate him highly oh, with a bit of my Irish bias that has to be said so overall I think Eddie Howe 11th place finish would uh, I think that's a good enough way. obviously they have made a, I should say in the transfers they have made a few more uh, lower league gambles as they always do, but a few. But last year they paid off with David Brooks. Obviously, he was linked with fifty million. He had a fifty million pound price tag at the end of this year, so they often do work. So maybe Kelly, I believe, is the name of the man who came in. Maybe he can. We uh, another great signing by Eddie Howe. But then moving on to the top half of the table. Now the bottom of the top, should so to say, I'm going to give it to Everton. Obviously. People believe pretty consistently over the last few years, Everton have been the seventh best team in the league. But this year, I just don't know what Marco Silva. I used to rate him very highly, especially when he just burst on the scene in Hull. But between Watford and then Everton, he's just for me. He's just not at the, um, he's just not at the standard that uh, Everton need right now. He's uh, he's very attacking coach. But um, yeah, for he's an attacking coach with uh, no striker, <laughs> to be honest. Because uh, Avery Charleston can be the striker they need, but I think that's a very problematic area. I think they let Luckman go this summer, and I think that's a massive mistake for me. Uh, Sigurdsson had a fantastic campaign last year. I wouldn't bet on him having the same influence again this year. So the attack is kind of. A bit on a bit on edge, shall we say. And uh, in terms of the defence, losing Kurt Zuma, their best centre-back from last year. Big uh, letdown, Seamus Coleman, a year older. Digne was very good last year, and I expect him to have another good campaign. But, uh, yeah, overall, the defence, not too much. They've uh, kept hold of uh, Drissagana Gay, which is very good. Um, so midfield looks reasonably solid. Obviously, permanently signed Andre Gomez, another big for the Toffees but uh, overall I just don't think their squad is as strong and their manager is as good as the other three teams outside the top six which I'll speak to so uh, and, uh, coming in ninth place I've been ranked them for ninth last year don't know where if they finished there or not it's going to be West Ham so this summer I think they've probably had the best summer of any team in the Premier League uh, Sebastian Haller being brought in from Frankfurt. He's a very good striker. Brilliant at bringing other people into the game. Very good finisher as well. And I think he can have, uh, he can like increase the productivity of players like um, 
a Felipe Anderson and like a um, Manuel Lanzini. So very excited to see what he can do in the Premier League. Uh, top of that, Pablo Fornals has been brought in, the versatile Spanish player from Villarreal. I believe it was that last year. I think that's a very good signing again, around £25 million for him. Two goals, three assists, like that being not great, but uh, it depends where he's playing. He could be playing centre mid, right mid, left mid. He's so versatile if you looked at him uh, where he was playing last year. Uh, for me, if I was to pick the how their uh, 11, I would go with a four, kind of a 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one formation. But uh, the two more advanced centre mids, uh, not too advanced, if you know what I mean. So uh, in goals, Fabianski, Diop and Balbuena. Left back Creswell, right back maybe Zabaleta again. Still haven't got in a decent right back, which is maybe what's holding them back from like a seventh place finish. Uh, obviously Rice is the holding midfielder. Showed a lot of promise last year, despite my dislike of the man. I reluctantly say that he is quite a good player. Um, on top of that, you have and so then, as the two more advanced centre mids, I'd have either. I definitely have Lanzini in one of the roles, but uh, then Fornals can go on the right and have Mark Noble starting, or Fornals in the centre, have a Yarmolenko or an Antonio or a Snodgrass on the right. So there is a lot of depth in the squad, as you can see there, particularly right mid, left mid, Felipe Anderson, Haller up front. And I think that's a very good 11 for a side like West Ham. No other than right back, no key deficiencies in the squad. And I think that's. Uh, well, that's what uh, you need to be a top, set the top table to be at the top table in the Premier top of the table near the top, uh, uh, to be in the top half of the table in the Premier League. So that's uh, the verdict on West Ham. And moving on to the eighth position, and uh, this may come as a surprise, and no, most people will probably say they'd retain their seventh place finish, but I'm going to put Wolves in this position. I don't think they're going to. Drop down from the standard last year. I like one to eleven. I don't see. I don't think of one player that I think is going to have a significantly worse season. Bar maybe Moutinho, because he was, in my opinion, the best player last year and uh, is getting older. He's in his thirties, so overall, they haven't. But the, my problem is, other than signing Jimenez on a permanent transfer, they haven't really added anything. You could say that Adam and Traore will be so quote unquote uh, like a new signing if he can hit the ground running. Obviously, only one goal last campaign couldn't displace Helder Costa in the team. Um, Gibbs White, I believe, is the the youngster that a lot of people think will break into the first team this year. I wouldn't be opposed to that. Then Donker as well, second season in the Premier League, so they could they'll probably Im- maybe improve the second season. As it is their second season in the Premier League, a bit more experience. But uh, to be honest, though, the team above them, which I might as well just say now, Leicester City, they have improved so much since the appointment of Brendan Rodgers is, in my opinion, very good. Uh, very good for them. He was being wasted in Scotland, and uh, yeah, I think he's a phenomenal manager. But the Yuri Tielemans on a permanent transfer that is such a coup for Leicester. And you have obviously Ricardo Pereira, Madison, like the midfield three of Indidi, Tielemans, and Madison, like that is arguably in the top three or four in the the Premier League for me, and that's just the slight diff- the slightest of differences between them and Wolves. I think it'll be tough. Um, 
The only thing I'd say about Leicester is still no Jamie Vardy replacement. Uh, he is quite old now, but he's still putting up exceptional numbers, to be fair to him. But uh, I, Harry Maguire, he could leave. That could be an issue. But for me, Leicester just across. Like, if they can hold on to it, a back line of uh, Evans, Maguire in the centre, Chilwell, Ricardo Pereira, I think that's that's very promising for me. And then that midfield three that I spoke about, Damari Gray, and then having Damari Gray, hopefully he can finally realise his potential this year, for hopefully for Leicester. So yeah, I just think they are a step ahead, and uh, yeah, I will I will just pip them for that seventh position. So then moving on to sixth place, and that's going to be my club Chelsea. A lot of people are I think are over exaggerating about how bad Chelsea will do this year. I think it's a very exciting year for us. Uh, it's a year of transition. And interesting enough, we're going through that transition with a transfer ban. So the six players that are likely to uh, are likely to make an impact. Six uh, youth players are Loftus Cheek, Tammy Abraham, Hudson Adoy, Mason Mount, Mori, and uh, Reese James. And I think all of them are good enough players. Uh, on top of that, we still have. So we only lost really one player last year, and that was indeed our best player, and uh, Eden Hazard. But uh, at the same time, I don't think we need to be over exaggerating on uh, about to be Christian Pulisic coming in. Very interesting uh, signing that is. Hopefully, he can. He's being touted as a Hazard replacement. I don't think anyone can replace uh, Hazard. Sixteen goals, fifteen assists last year. Christian Pulisic has four goals and four assists. So clearly a, a step away but uh, if he has like last year he wasn't an out and out starter and he has the first team minutes this year I believe he can uh, maybe get 15 goal contributions and if he can get that and also have Hazard's ball progression which I think will miss a lot this campaign is uh, I think that'll be a solid enough season for him it's all enough for a season Callum Hudson and Doy obviously expected to make an impact so I think it's interesting. We have enough quality in there. We still have N'Golo Kante. We still have Kepa and Golds. We still have Antonio Rudiger. We have enough quality to get inside the top six with the players that are there. So even though it's a, it's an interesting season for us, I'll just I'll give a I'd say I will be comfortably inside the top six, comfortably enough inside the top six because the top six is still just a step away from the rest of the bunch. But I could be wrong. And hopefully in years to come, under Frank Lampard, Chelsea can get back to uh, challenging for the title. Because the last thing anyone wants is City to go on an era of dominance in a similar fashion to like PSG, Juventus and Bayern Munich in their respective leads. So, yeah, overall, sixth place finish seems, a bit fair, seems fair for Frank Lampard's first season. Then moving on to the team that will just finish outside the top four, and that is going to be Arsenal. Similarly to last year, fifth again. Uh, it's just the summer that Arsenal were expected to have really has not have, really has not happened. They they were expected to offload so many players, and they haven't to be. They just haven't to be honest. Granit Xhaka, like next year, obviously Saliba was there finally the centre back that they brought in. He's not going to even be available this year, so I think that's just ridiculous that you're waiting so you're waiting so long to uh, bring in the centre back. You have to wait a year for a prospect to come through. It's just not for me, to be honest. Um, Wilfred Zaha still not through the door. They definitely want this 
right winger, obviously Everton, uh, Everton linked with them as well. But I think, if you ask me, as a front three, Aubameyang and Lacazette need to get first team players. One of them will probably be, they'll definitely be a front two. And then for the last spot, you have Ozil, Mkhitaryan, Maitland-Niles, Reese uh, Nelson and uh, Alex Iwobi all fine for that one spot. Surely one of them will fill the boots. Will be up to the task and fill the boots. So I don't know why they definitely desperately need this right winger. Uh, in terms of the midfield, Gendouzi and Torreira, another season of Premier League football under their belts. Hope I'd like to see them become the first choice because Granit Xhaka, despite my despite him be, me being a Chelsea fan, so you might say I want Arsenal too badly, but uh, he's just he's just such a bad player. <laughs> like he's a next he's an excellent passer of the ball, but. So many deficiencies in uh, his game. Kieran Shearney deal still not over the line. I don't know what's going on there. For me, uh, that's a bit. I don't know how that hasn't gone through yet. He clearly wants to move, and so this, this these payment plans, because uh, apparently the reason behind it is that Arsenal haven't been in the Champions League for a few years now, and they have had team on Champions League wages, but. They are a Europa League team at the stage, so that is their main problem. But uh, yeah, for me, Arsenal, lack of Zed and Aubameyang, that's just what gives me them the edge over Chelsea. And I reckon they will finish. I reckon there won't be much competition for fifth place. Maybe Chelsea could uh, challenge them, but uh, I'd say fifth place overall is the fairest for Arsenal. So then, just breaking into the top four, I'm going to have Manchester United now. Obviously, the first year on our Olegana, full year on Olegana Solskjaer. Since he got appointed permanently, they their results definitely dropped down a lot. But uh, I think they had a good enough transfer window if they can get Harry Maguire on over the line. Still need the centre mid, and apparently reports today say that Bruno Fernandes will not be joining uh, Man United, but uh, which is a bit disappointing for them, but. Uh, Yes, I think they definitely need a centre mid. But if they can get the, if they can get the centre back, right back, right winger positions, that's three out of the four. I would have said they needed the other one being a centre mid at the start of the transfer window. So it was a decent enough transfer window. Wan Bissaka, brilliant transfer for me. Daniel James. He's not a, not a bit, of the like five goals, ten assists, or five goals, nine assists, or something like that. Last year in the championship was one day. I think his numbers will improve in uh, under at a top club like uh, Manchester United. So maybe he will right that get that right wing spot. But uh, there's still Mada. You still have your likes your Madas, your Sanchez's at the club. So it'll be interesting for them. I reckon they are the fourth best team in the league. Uh, Lindelof and Harry Maguire, maybe that can finally be the centre back pairing that um, that Martin United have wanted ever since it was a Rio Ferdinand and Vidic departed. So overall, I think a four place finish would definitely represent improvement back into the top four. And even if they don't, they're at a, a club like United is always going to be a contender for the Europa League. So they have the two options of getting back into the Champions League. But uh, anyways, moving on to the top three and in third place, I'm going to go with Spurs. Now, 
obviously this summer has it's been a bit of a mixed bag for Spurs, uh, transfer wise. Ndombele, obviously a fantastic signing from Leon, the centre mid that they so desperately needed last year. Harry Mingson was so did the job, but uh, a player of Ndombele's stature was definitely required. Uh, they retained Alderweireld, and assuming Davinson Sanchez uh, form picks up like from his first season last year, I wasn't impressed with him at all. But uh, yeah, assuming that he picks up again, that'll uh, improve things. But uh, I'm not sure if Danny Rose is gone at this point. But Kieran Trippier, I know it was now an Atletico Madrid player, and it just to let go of your two starting fullbacks in one window for around fifty million pounds. That's a disaster for Spurs. I don't know who exactly they're going for. Maybe Max Aarons, but he's just signed a new contract to replace Trippier. And they let go of Danny Rose, scrambling around in the last two weeks to transfer market, looking for two cent, looking for two uh, fullback, fullback start, starting fullbacks. And that's just completely another. That's a that's a car crash of an end to a transfer window for me. But Spurs, uh, obviously their attack will still be strong, but uh, hopefully Deli Ali can re pick up pick up his form again. Not very impressed with him last campaign, but uh, yeah, overall it's been a mixed bag of a transfer window. Maurice another year older that could hinder them as well. That's another thing, but overall I think they'll have enough to finish in third based on the fact that they finished fourth last year, but. They were, I think most people agree they were the third best team in the league, Champions League finalists. So third seems like the fair, the fairest position for them. So uh, then moving on to the top two. Now uh, it was always going to come down to these two for the final spot, and um, so it's it's a difficult one to say because both sides I think last year ninety seven and ninety eight points respectively. Still debating in my head, but I reckon I'll give second spot to Liverpool. Yeah, just simply put, they haven't made enough in the transfer market. No, I suppose the said earlier that um, Naby Keita will be quote unquote like a new signing if he can hit the ground running. Uh, but I for me just for me just they needed. They needed to bring in a new. I think they just needed to bring in fullback cover for one. Uh, other, I take away Alexander Arnold and. Uh, uh, take away Alexander Arnold, and uh, Andrew Robertson. There's, I suppose, Tanya Klein at right back, but no one covered left back whatsoever. Only very reliant on him, or else James Milner will have to go back in there. Obviously, some of their. Some of their uh, best performing players last last year. I don't think uh, Wijnaldum will have the same campaign, and obviously Milner and Milner and Henderson another year on them. So I don't know. Um, Fabinho maybe in the second year in the in the Premier League he can improve, but uh, and I don't think Roberto Firmino was particularly good last campaign. So uh, hopefully for Liverpool they can uh, he can pick up his form, but. Yeah, Salah, Salah obviously, and Mane, I'd expect something more of the same, but for me, they just need to add a bit more cover if they were going to compete, to compete on multiple fronts, and uh, then they could have challenged Liverpool, because, yeah, for, so, because Man City, I look at that team, and 
think next year they have the option for a starting midfield three of De Bruyne, Bernardo Silva and Rodrigo. And then their backup trio will be Fernandinho, Gunduan and David Silva. Like that is ridiculous. To have that as a they have that as your backup three. I just I don't think they have the they have no they haven't the depth to compete with that. Uh, hopefully for City Sané will be given more responsibility this year. Sterling Aguero, Jesus not didn't have his best campaign last year, so if he comes into the team, if he can get recoup his form, uh, that he could be massive influence. And it's just the depth is the big thing. I mean, left back was seen as their weak spot, and next year they'll have Mendy, Zinchenko, and the PSV guy that they brought back. So they just City just seem to they always have the money to solve their problems. Uh, Kyle Walker. We'll probably have a better campaign this year. And, like, I'm talking about a few of these players having bad campaigns and they still won the league with 98 points. So it just shows the embarrassment of riches they have at their disposal. Kevin De Bruyne only two goals and three assists last year because he spent most of it on the sidelines. And so, yeah, overall, I'm just going to... I just have to give City the nod based on the strength and depth they have. But uh, it'll be interesting because the head-to-head games is always is always quite a big thing for me. And uh, maybe if Liverpool can win the two head-to-head games, they'll be able to kick on. And it will be close again, I think. I don't think City are going to run away with it by any stretch. It could go down to the last day like it did last year, but uh, yeah, I'm just going to... I just have to give it to City on the basis of strength and depth. So that concludes my Premier League prediction. If you could please support the podcast in whatever way possible, that would be very much appreciated. I do want to do this consistently throughout the entirety of the Premier League season and into for the next few years afterwards because it is I do really enjoy doing them to be honest. I just really enjoy, I just really enjoy doing podcasts and talking about football. So if you could support in any way possible, I might set up a social media campaign if I have. If there is in any way following, so to get some people's verdicts, but I'm not gonna think that far ahead yet. I just uh, want to just need to, oh, just want a few people to uh, to uh, li- give it a listen. So overall, uh, thank you very much for listening, and uh, I'll see you in the next session.